This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to episode five of Rams Talk, a show that's part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. Uh, we're here on Monday. Uh, there's supposedly going to be an announcement today. Obviously, we won't know what that'll be when this episode comes out, but we're going to try our best to, to cover every single possible angle we can. Uh, I'm joined today by Kieran Norton. Evening. Evening, mate. I'm joined by Jamie Page, who's here for his hat trick already. Evening, Jake. How you doing? I'm very good, thank you, mate. Uh, and I'm also joined by Ben Booth. Good evening, Ben. Hello, I'm back. You are back. You are back. Now, today we're going to be talking all about Derby's takeover. And I know I myself am tired of it. I'm sure everyone's tired of talking about it, thinking about it, reading about it. But, you know, with nothing going on off the pitch, uh, nothing going on on the pitch, uh, it's all we've really got to talk about at the minute. So we're going to kick off today and I'm going to start with you, Kieran. I mean, there's there's really only three kind of ways we could do this. You know, there's there's three ways which we're, we're going to get out of this or, you know, out of existence. There's way number one, which is Kershaw takes over, which I think most people agree is probably the most attractive option. Uh, you've got the second one where someone else takes over, maybe Mike Ashley. And then we've got the third one where, you know, well, we don't even want to talk about that one. So we'll start with you, Kieran. Um, Chris Kirshner, it's been an interesting few weeks for him, hasn't mm. it? It sure has, yeah. Um, it's just, it just seems to be getting a little bit, a little bit sour. I've noticed on very recently. I know, uh, obviously, early last week, he, he did mention he was going abroad and he told us that he'd have updates for us uh, as and when he's got them. And, um, it's kind of got to me a little bit on Twitter, to be honest, seeing Derby fans just peppering his his, uh, his socials. And it's just like, leave the man alone. Um, like the statement he put out over the weekend, his sole purpose is his software company. Um, mm. He doesn't have to do what he's doing for Derby. We already know he's injecting money in. He's communicating with the fans and he's trying to give the best scenario possible. And I just think Derby fans really need to give the man a break be honest. Um, I think he is the man. I think he is the man to do it. I'll say as the days go the days go on and we're not getting any updates. It's actually looking a bit concerning. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near over. 
Um, but again, if you look at clubs like Wigan, who were in administration for what, 18 months, nearly two years, there's a long, long way to go yet. Um, but I do think coaching is the man. Yeah, yeah. And and Ben, what do you make of what uh, what Kieran's just said? It's a Kieran, um, you said his his full responsibility is his software company, didn't you, just then? Yeah, yes. So to me, it's either it's a multi it's a multi million pound company, isn't it? I'm asking you the yeah, question. So surely running that company can't be easy. So it's either run a company or run the football business. I don't think he can yeah. do both at the same time, and I don't think he'll be able to do it from afar. With Mike Ashley, he's got uh, he's got a even though I don't agree with Mike Ashley, has a proven track record of doing it. So he'll come in and, and install what he needs to install. Whereas if Kirshner does it, he might do it and realise it's more difficult than it, than it looks. No disrespect to him. Yeah, think, uh, so. that's that's an interesting interesting take actually. Um, I think what you're saying about you know you can't run multiple businesses at once. You know, Mike Ashley runs Sports Direct, so he's sort of he's got all of that these these sorts of people are so high up in companies they'll make the big decisions but i'd I'd be very surprised if they had any real involvement in the day-to-day running so you know it's it's the same at football clubs he's he's spoken about bringing in the likes of gary cook paul stretford you bring in your own teams and you bring in your own people because they're the people that are going to be doing the day-to-day work um whereas he's sort of the man putting in putting in the money, I guess, and, and making the big decisions. So I do get where, where both of you are coming from. I think, I think Kieran, I think I, I probably agree with you a little more in the fact that I think Kirshner is probably the man that we need, you know, um, I know Ben touched on um, Mike Ashley being, we know what he's going to be like, but again, we know what he's going to be like. And for, for us to sort of go through a potentially bad patch with an owner that has absolutely no connection with fans is, it's a little bit concerning, but but to go back to, to Chris Kirshner, I mean, both of uh, Kieran and Ben have spoken now um, about their, their thoughts on him. Uh, Jamie, what have you made of, of Chris Kirshner so far? And would you say that he's, I don't know, would you say he's doing himself justice? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to form a judgment on him. I think the reason why I know Kieran kind of alluded to, to fans being upset on, on Twitter, but he did come out and say that there would be an update on Monday. Um, and you've got the fan base kind of hanging on his every word. You know, the, the situation is if this doesn't go through, then we're looking at not having a football club to support. So it is a matter of life or death. Um, I find it... I find it hard to, to believe that he's, you know, he's not telling the truth because so far everything he has said has, has been plausible and and has kind of, I suppose, come to fruition. But I think the issue is, is that we keep getting these kind of timelines and, and the, you know, the club um, seem to, to kind of work to these timelines. But the, but Quantuma, Kirshner and, and everyone that's been involved in any form of takeover just haven't been, you know, haven't been involved. Um, and haven't been able to kind of meet those those kind of deadlines. So I don't really I don't really have too much of an opinion at the moment. Um, I want it to work out, but 
if you ask me what I care about mostly, it's about having a football club to support. So mm. I'm not I'm not too bothered about who it is. I just want it to happen now so that we can kind of move on. Um, I said, you know, on the previous pod, we we just need to to kind of draw a, a line under this and move on and and not have days, weeks of of wondering what's going, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's it. The wondering is the hardest bit. Um, I know it, it's hard to explain, especially to supporters of other clubs. I mean, I've had problems trying to, you know, explain it to fans of other teams. It's it's not an easy thing to explain because they're like, you know, you're still alive, you've got potential, but it's the fact that we've waited for so long that's made it so tough. Um, and I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I'd rather have a club at the end of the day. That is the most important bit. Um, but I, I just can't help thinking it's it's getting concerning, isn't it? Um I mean, I'll, I'll come to you with this, Kieran. Chris Kirshner has obviously put deadlines on himself. And as, as Jamie mentioned there, it, it's it's difficult when not everybody's sort of working to these deadlines. And do you think he's sort of being held back by, I guess, the people involved in the deal and the people around him? So, you know, the likes of the administrators and obviously Mel Morris himself. Um, yeah, Absolutely. Um, it's already been touched on. It's kind of concerning that Kirch has come out himself and said, oh, by Monday, uh, there will be some sort of update, etc. But I think a lot of people, and this is me, uh, fans of the club, a lot of people from the outside, I, I don't think they realise how complex this, this takeover is. I think a lot of fans, the way they speak, think it, it can just come in and it's, it's done. It's not. Um, things can change very quickly. And we already know what, team are about um, I've been very sceptical of them from day one to be honest because uh, I think it was revealed when we first went into administration this is their first uh, administration job with anything to do with sport or a sports team or a mm. football team which is gravely concerning to be honest um, because I think they are out of their depth, I think they've proven that many times with the deadlines and these copy and pasted statements. So I'm not really shocked it's taken this long, um, given what, uh, as the weeks have gone on, it's been revealed more about uh, Mel Morris and his stance on the stadium. Um, it's a difficult one, but I have to give kudos to Kirchner for sticking in it, to be honest, because I think a lot of people uh, by now would have walked away. So you might have heard we had a couple of technical issues there, but we're back. Uh, we should be able to hear each other again. And uh, we'll just pick up where we left off. And and Ben, I'm going to come straight to you here. Um, so you mentioned before about Chris Kirshner and Mike Ashley. You said you weren't the biggest fan of Mike Ashley. Um, what is it about Mike Ashley that you don't like? Well, Mike Ashley, I don't like him just because what he did to Newcastle. But no, it's a very broad question because I don't want to libel anyone on your podcast and then give you the fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't like him how the way he works because I work in a warehouse myself, so I don't like the way that he treats his staff and things like that. But as a businessman, I mean, he's great. Like, he knows what he's doing. And you have to give him credit where credit's due. And as a businessman, I think he, I mean, just job. But, like, with Kirshner, I don't have a problem with, with Kirshner. I just don't see him. He seems he's younger than me, like he's only 25 or something, and he just seems like he might potentially think he can do it and then not be able to do it. 
Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, Chris Kirshner, obviously, is his source of wealth, as we've mentioned on here before, is is still kind of unknown. You know, there's been a lot of talk of cryptocurrency, which obviously skyrocketed at one point, and it's it's a surefire way, if you invest it at the right time, to, to make yourself a lot of money and not a lot of time. And I guess, Ben, you do make a decent point there. Obviously, Ashley's got experience running a business. He's done it for a long, long time. Um, has Kirshner got that same experience and could it be tough for him to balance his business life with his football life? Yeah, I don't um, like. Yeah, yeah. And no, so no. I, th- I like I like that he's really open on Twitter. That's brilliant. And he's really connecting with us and he seems to be like the football club and he seems to be very interested in in what's going on and he's very honest and I like that. What I don't particularly like, like the idea of is that he does obviously have money does he have money to keep it going in the long term? He might yeah. get, we might get right, right down to the end, and they'll just go, yeah, "Here's, you know." Because Ashley's, you know, got the money, he can just keep going and going. Yeah, but I guess maybe with regards to Kirshner, um, maybe having less money could be a good thing. Because when you think about it, you know, we had Mel Morris who had plenty of that. And he just spent way beyond his means because he could, because he had the money to do it. Having Kirshner, whose whose value probably isn't quite as much, might limit us, but that might be helpful for us in the long term. I mean, we've got to look at the club and think we need to make this more sustainable. Um, and if bringing someone in who's got a little bit less money makes us more sustainable, that could that could only be beneficial, I think, in in my eyes. Obviously, until. We or or if we get to a, a higher level, we need a bit more investment. But you know, teams like Norwich have showed you don't always need it. So, um, Jamie, I'm going to come to you now uh, and just sort of move on from Chris Kirshner a little bit and move on to someone we've spoken about already, Mike Ashley. We, we've mentioned he kind of seems a bit like the stopgap, doesn't he? You know, if Kirshner's deal falls through. He seems to be the man, uh, you know, we've heard all sorts of whispers recently that, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, talked to Mel about the stadium. Maybe, you know, he, he's he's prioritising that over prioritising other creditors. We've we've heard loads of different things about how he could he could potentially even be, you know, maybe even working behind people's backs and and stuff like that. It's it's all it's all speculation, obviously, but it's all interesting points to consider. Um uh, one thing that is worth mentioning is obviously with Chris Kirshner, we've we've got an owner who really backs the players seem to back and the players want to get involved. If Mike Ashley came in, we ended up starting on minus 15 points and we lost Rooney and the players. I mean, what would your thoughts kind of be towards him? Yes, yeah, it's, in- it's an interesting one. Um, I don't like the thought of starting on minus 15 points because I feel immediately again, you know, one arm behind your back. And, and like you say there, does does Wayne want to be under, um, you know, working under Ashley? Um, and really a big part of hopefully us keeping the, the core group of these players. So I, I don't know. I think if, if, if it was Ashley and I mean, if, if you could tell me tomorrow that it'd be Ashley, we'd keep Rooney and we'd start on, you know, zero points, um, I, I'd bite your hand off. I think financially, he, like you say, he's got uh, he's got more money than, than Kirchner and he's done it before. Um, I don't necessarily think he's the, 
the right person long term, but he will, you know, he knows how to run a business. He knows how to run a football club. I know that Newcastle fans will, will tell us all how bad he is as an owner and that he doesn't care. But you've just got to look at what he was able to do with that squad mm. um, and with that team and, and with that kind of infrastructure. So, you know, we're in a position now where beggars can't be choosers. It, it does feel like Ashley's there or thereabouts. Every kind of media outlet seems to say that he's very, very interested. But if I'm very, very interested at some point, I'm going to, you know, show my hand and, and, and kind of make an offer. And it almost seems that he's, like you say there, he's kind of waiting in, the, waiting in the wings, waiting for something to go down to a price where he thinks, you know, I can swoop in here and, and it makes kind of business sense for, for me to, to kind of take it forward. But yeah, ultimately, you know, Ashley is a, is a businessman. So it needs to be at a point where he goes, you know, this makes sense for me um, and, and for, you know, the people that I work with. But I think, Around Ashley, he's got some people that know the game around Kirshner. Like you said earlier in the pod, he's, he's got kind of Gary Cook in, involved, who, um, as far as I'm concerned, has done some good stuff with, with Man City. Um, so, yeah, it almost feels like, again, it still feels 50-50, even though, you know, Ashley, for all we know, hasn't had those kind of conversations. But it's just a name that won't go away. Um, and I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, you know, there's there's no smoke without fire. Is you know, is is a is a saying that seems to be banded around by a few Derby fans at the minute, and it's it's right. You know, people wouldn't constantly be talking about him, and news outlets wouldn't constantly be referencing him if he wasn't around. You know, they're not gonna obviously they do have a tendency to make things up. Don't get me wrong, but they wouldn't carry it on for this long if there was no sort of substance in it, and. And Kieran, I mean, you know, we hopefully this is all hypothetical, all that we're talking about. And Chris Kirshner comes out later on tonight and this whole podcast may be a little bit redundant because, you know, the club's been saved. And, you know, I think I'd probably take that if the club was saved tonight. But there's obviously Chris Kirshner's got this period of exclusivity that ends today or yesterday when the, when the podcast yeah. comes out. If there's no extension, what can you see happening? Um, well, when it was obviously when Kirshner was announced as the preferred bidder, uh, the first thing I said to, to my dad when we were talking about it is that Ashley is nowhere near done from this. Um, it's already been alluded to in the pod that his name has never gone away. Uh, so like, there must be something to it. There, there must be um, some reason his name keeps coming up and we just don't know what that is yet. Um, it's if you want. Um, I think he's been waiting for this moment where obviously his uh, Kirchner's exclusivity runs out that allows him just to come in and do what he needs to do really whether he will who knows um, but I think it's going to be an interesting interesting few days ideally I would like Kirchner but I think um, when I was on the podcast last time um, we spoke about him as the potential other option and I'm I'm all for it personally. Yeah. I think, you know, as, as we spoke about with Jamie to sort of keep with you for a little bit, Kieran, um, what would your thoughts on Mike Ashley be if we did start on minus 15 and we did start, you know, without Wade Rooney and the players? Because 
I, I don't know how personally I'd feel, you know, yeah, you've bought the club, which is great because we'll still have a club. But at the same time, the immediate future of the club has, has been absolutely decimated. So I don't know. Yeah. What, what would your thoughts be, mate? What are you thinking? Um, it's trying to find that balance, isn't it? I think, um, like you said there, the bigger picture is, yes, we have a football club. Um, but short term, it's just an absolute train wreck, isn't it? Um, he's a very crude man, Mike Ashley. Um Obviously, we've seen, we've seen what he's at Newcastle. Um, although he has got the he has got the money behind him, we all know that. But he's never been a big spender there. Let's let's that's real. So everyone's saying, "Oh, he can smash the cash." He probably won't. He'll probably inject just enough money to keep it ticking over until we're at a point where the club's running itself, and he doesn't really have to inject that the vast amounts of cash. It's just, it's just such a whirlwind at the moment. I really don't know. I really, I just don't know what to think. It's <laughs> me too, it's mate. Every day, every day, something comes out, and it's just like, and the plot thickens, and there's a new twist to the saga, and it's just, I just don't know where, where to look and what to believe. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, look, look at Jamie. Jamie's looking like he wants to say something. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think it's it's all well and good finding someone that that has the the cash but I think as we've seen over the you know over Morris's reign that it doesn't work um so I think both options it is the case with with Kirchner and and he comes in and he he doesn't have the funds that people believe he has or if it's with Ashley and he's you know um he's not spending the money that he does have um I think that's the right way to go about things um I think we almost need to go back to the drawing board We've seen this year how much quality there is in our youth system and, and the the ability to kind of bring players up in that way. Um, and we've also seen, like I, like I said there, where we've wasted money over over kind of Morris's reign. So I'm not too worried about that. I'm not worried about someone kind of coming in and splashing, you know, splashing the cash because at the end of the day, it, as we've seen it, it doesn't always kind of bring you success. Um but I think, you know, it's a case of we need to to kind of bring somebody in that that continues to do what's best for for Dub and, and for Rooney and and his team, you know. And I think right now it, it is those kind of young players that we really need to invest in, tie down, um, and hopefully it will be the case that the ideal situation is that we're able to get out of this league and seem you know seamlessly kind of go into Championship football. And almost do, you know, what what Luton have done, you know, this season, for example, um, and and perform well in the the next kind of division up. Um, it is going to be a, a slow process, and and things is, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. We might find that we have to have a, a year or so um, in League One, kind of, you know, finding our feet and, and finding the agenda, and and then kind of going from there. But I think that's the way that I'd like to go sure yeah yeah I think I think I think you've nailed it there and I guess the last thing to talk about is obviously the thing we want to talk about the least um and as I said before hopefully all of this is completely redundant by the time this episode comes out and we're all sitting there thinking why are we even doing this um obviously it's been a threat since the beginning um we're getting to a point where money is running out now uh, it's 
you know, there's no two ways about it. You can't, you can't sort of hide from it. The money's running out. We don't have a lot left. Um, so sort of looking towards the future, I know Kieran mentioned it uh, before we started recording, you know, FC County of Derby or something like that. Um, but Ben, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, what, what would you do if, if the club was gone? I mean, wh- would you support Phoenix Club? Where, where would you go? I'd have to support a Phoenix Club. I've been ran out of Derby if I didn't support a Phoenix Club. Good man. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm not thinking about that to be honest. If, I, if you want my honest answer, I'm just not thinking. About that. <laughs> um, obviously, obviously, life isn't you know football isn't life or death. So I've got other things going on in my life. I think about that, but to see Derby County, I don't even want to think about it happening. To be honest, I wasn't going to say it because. It's not even in my mind. I'm not thinking about it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, AFC Wimbledon, I was, what, nine years old when they came along and I kept an eye on them for years and years and years. And eventually, after a lot of hard work and a lot of monetary investment and whatever, they eventually got back in the league. So, I mean, it is possible, but it's also not possible because we've seen it with other clubs. I don't like the National League. I don't like the leagues below the National League. It's boring. The football's mental. A bit boring. Uh, you know, I, I don't, but I'm not going to sit here and say they'll go bust because I don't do. I don't think it'll happen. And I don't want to talk about it either because it's something I don't want to think about. Yeah, I don't blame you. you I need mean... a photographer. If you need a photographer, I mean, I'll happily... <laughs> <laughs> and and just sort of I, I mean what you said about National League there I mean I've watched some I watched some non-league football I watched a 9-5 thriller uh, in Coventry last year so it's it's certainly exciting just probably in a different way but I mean you know you mentioned it there we don't even want to think about it but I think with with all the options we've had and all the options we've discussed in the podcast it's it's all about which is kind of the longest term isn't it because Kershaw looks great in the short term Mike Ashley looks good in the longish term, but not great in the short term. Whereas a Phoenix club could be good in the long term, but is, you know, awful in the short term. So it's kind of assessing all the options that we've got. And they're not the best options. We've, we've had better ones in our history, I'm sure. But, you know, it's it's just kind of where we are. Um, but I guess, um, you know, we're, we're just going to start to close out. But what have you got to say, Ben? Sorry. Sorry, in the last 43 seconds... Chris Kirsten has just tweeted. Oh, what's he put? What's he um, said? So, if anyone doesn't know, we are on video on, on when we're recording this. So <laughs> I'm just going to show them on video uh, what's been tweeted. It's not very nice. So, I don't know if you can see that. You're going you're gonna to have to look. I don't think you can see that. Okay, okay. so somebody has uh, basically tweeted um, Chris Kirshner a bit of abuse. Which, obviously, if we don't I mean, condone. Not- yeah. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, you know, we've spoken about it in the podcast. It's it's not um it's not an easy scenario, is it, to be in for any of us. And we've kind of voiced well, our frustrations yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we've voiced our frustrations a little bit, but sending know. him abuse just 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 doesn't work. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll move yeah, on to no, the to the that. end of end of the podcast. Um <laughs> we just got one little bit to end with. Uh, I just want to ask all of you, obviously we can't predict the result because there's no more results. Um, I want an honest answer from all three of you. Uh, Who do you think is going to be owner of Derby County 
at the start of next season. And I'll, I'll go, I'll go uh, with you, Jamie. You start first. Jake Barker. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that actually. I think you've, um, you know, you've got your head screwed on, Jake. So it wouldn't be a you wouldn't be a bad option. So if there is a if there's a whip round going around, I'll, I'll put a, a couple of quid in. Um, who do I think? I think it will be Mike Ashley, and I think it's gonna. It will probably um, drag on through through another couple of months, um, and then it will almost be done in a day. That's what I. That's what I envisage. I almost feel like everything will be done in private, and then one day it will be Mike Ashley as a new owner. We won't have all of these deadlines and timelines and stuff. It will just be done all behind closed doors. That that's my prediction. Yeah, I I, I can't help but agree with you. To be honest, what do you reckon, Kieran? Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, I think by the end of it, Mike Ashley will be in charge. Yeah, yeah, short and snappy. I like it. I think you're right. He, uh, Say no more. I'll mark my words. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What do you reckon, Ben? Um, yeah, but my opinion is, yeah, like everyone else has said, I think it's just going to go down in private. We're just going to tick on, and eventually they'll go. Yeah, it's my tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all in agreement. As as much as I want Chris Kershaw to take over, Chris Kershaw and the local businessman in inverted commas. Uh, I don't, I can't see it at this point. I just can't see it. I mean, the, the fact Kirsch has tweeted that um, on, you know, the day of reckoning, as it's known, doesn't fill me with much confidence. I think, yeah, I think he's just frustrated and I think we're all frustrated. But, you know, it's not the most cheery end to the podcast. Uh, we've, we've had happier ones, but it's yeah. it's been nice, lads. It's been good to sort of talk through all the scenarios as, as good and bad as they may be. So, yeah, thank you all for listening and thank you to you three for coming on. Thanks, Jake. Anytime. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.